0: Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at SummitSanMarcos.com. Come on, come on, the city. Is either has gone through, going through, or will go through, right? So it is a very relevant topic right and so uh, it, it is an awesome awesome process that the Lord has given us as a gift right and so we want to bring up a couple that I got to watch them through the whole dating process and they so honored God through all of it they made him first and it was incredible and then it ended up working and they got married Woo-hoo, right and so 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 love these guys and so I'm gonna just bring them up here and they are gonna continue our relationship series and then and just jump in and go after dating tonight. Is that okay? Can we do that? So welcome up Dominic and Emily Groves. Yeah. Do you guys, you want to share anything? All righty. Just stretch out a hand to these guys. Lord, we bless them. We thank you for them. And we just ask that tonight that you would speak right to our hearts through their message, Lord. And we just, um, I just pray that more Like an impartation would come out of them and the fact that they did this relationship right, Lord. They did a relationship and they went through dating, honoring you and blessing you. And we've all seen the fruit of that. And so I just pray that that inspiration and that would come out onto us tonight and that we would learn amazing things about you and about this subject that is so near and dear to your heart. We bless you, Lord, and we love you. In your name, amen. Amen. Okay. Woo!
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pastor Taylor. Thank you for helping me out so I didn't knock everything over. (laughs) Awesome, guys. We're really excited to dive in here. I'm just going to pray one more time. (laughs) Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to speak to all these amazing young men and women. We pray that you just give us the words to speak. And, uh, oh, Lord, (laughs) just give us some wise words tonight for these people. We just thank you for your grace and your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: How's it going? Hello. Well, for those of you who don't know, we're Dominic and Emily Groves, or Dominic and Emily Groves, I pointed at myself, we're Dominic, Um, and we have, we're just going to kind of give you like a quick little synopsis, because some of you have heard our story, some of you haven't, so you're a little know a little bit more about us, Um, but we've, I've been coming to the church, actually this will be 10 years this May, this is my 10 year anniversary at the church, Dominic's been coming into Summit for like eight years this year, I think, something like that. Uh, we've served in the crux for a really long time. I probably served, I think this is, would be like eight-ish years of being around in the crux. So, or I've been coming, I've been in the crux for 10 years, but I think I've been serving for like eight. Uh, so we really love this ministry. God has just done so much. This is actually where we met. So, you know, look around the room. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. (laughs) Uh, but no, and like people would always like, oh, you know you're gonna meet your husband at church. I'm like, no, there's nobody here. No one, no one, no one. Uh-huh. And then I was that you know? nobody. I <laughs> was that no one. Um, no, but we were really good friends for a long time. Um, so we um, served in ministry together. I was actually really good friends with Taylor first we on a ministry trip together. Um, and then it was we joked because at, he at our wedding he spoke and he's like, who would have known when we sat on that airplane so many years ago that you'd married my best friend? I was like, I know. Who would have known? It worked out great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Dominic and I were serving in the crux together, actually. And we were really good friends. We kind of hung out. And I had kind of had, I had always had, like, you know, he's cute. Like, and he has a really great character. Like, that is actually the main thing that attracted me to him was his character, and I saw him in front of pastors, I saw him in ministry, I saw him with friends and being goofy, and he's like, this, Dominic is the same person, like, regardless of the circumstances, Dominic is the same man, and that was the main thing that attracted me to him, and so I was kind of like, oh, you know, like, I would, I would, I would date him if he asked me out, kind of like, you know, non, nonchalant about it or whatever, and then there's two different versions to this, the, what happened the next. My version is, it kicked it off. Taylor and Dominic's version is Taylor and Dominic kicked it off, but there's two different sides of the story. But <laughs> basically, on their, on Dominic's side of things, Taylor came up to him one day and was like, hey, what do you think about dating Emily? And Dominic goes, I'm in love with her. I have to marry her. <laughs> no joke. That's kind of like literally what happened. And Taylor was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was just suggesting. Um, and then we kind of started talking and we talked for a couple months and kind of just flirted and ended up in like groups and hanging out. And then he was like, Hey, I think we should, I think we should date. Uh, and there's like, and then I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> kind of. So I go, to so no, we got, so we sought counsel. We're going to talk about that tonight. The importance of seeking counsel and uh, getting blessings from your friends. Um, and then we started dating and we dated for about nine months and then we got engaged and we were engaged for about nine months. Um, and we'd been really good friends for a long time, so I think that kind of helped part of our process is we um, we're just we had known each other we'd seen each other's character um, And we got married in September of 2017. We've been married two and a half years. I uh, will be married three years this year and we're having our first baby this year too. So that's crazy. Baby groves is coming in July. We don't know the gender yet. We'll find out soon. There you go. that's us in a nutshell. <laughs> um yeah go ahead
1: awesome yeah so that's just a little bit about us guys because we know there's a lot of newer faces who might not know I think it's crazy some people only know us as married which is so wild that's uh, bizarre but such a blessing yeah
2: like a, but like when I remember the first time someone was like I don't know your maiden name and I was like oh that's weird to me like that was <laughs> weird that somebody only knew me as his wife like that's crazy right
1: um, but, yeah, guys, so we just want to share a little bit of our hearts for dating. Uh, you know, Pastor Taylor did a great job uh, last week for the House Crust. Can we get a House Crux shout-out for people? That went? Yeah, okay. We had some people attend that. So good, guys. Um, we're excited for more of those. Uh, but, yeah, Pastor Taylor did a good job of kind of just touching on what do we need to see if, if we're ready for dating? Like, what can we do to be whole people ourselves? What can we do to just prep for that season of our lives? How do we know you know, and so what we wanted to focus on is kind of like, you know, when you start dating, kind of how do you get from that to something close to marriage, or what kinds of things to consider? You know, and I think a big part of our heart is that we're yeah, not, how do you date well? How to date well? You know, and I, I think for us, it's like we're not experts; we're just some, some we're just people that navigated the dating season successfully. You know, there's a lot of different things for different people. Um, you know, and the Bible doesn't explicitly talk about dating per se. Uh, But we do believe that the Bible still says so much about how to conduct yourself with Christian character in all things that we think can apply directly to dating. Um, So that's just a little bit up front. And we want to just share real basics, just like quick overview of our thoughts on dating. You know, like one of the big core values for me when I think about dating is that you do it well and you do it with honor. You know, marriages are so built on love and honor. And I think a great way to approach dating is like, hey, are you approaching it um, with honor? And with respect and with, like, intentionality. Are you are you doing it to the best of your ability? Are you doing it with respect and honor? Uh, that's a big one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think another thing that's really important is I think sometimes in, like, Christian culture, dating is kind of seen as, like, taboo or not great because you're like, oh, you, you know, like, you should only date the person you're going to marry. And, like, that's great. But like, how do you know that you're going to make, you want to marry somebody? And so I think that like, you know, Taylor, Pastor Taylor used the analogy last week of like, you shouldn't have the mentality about dating like ice cream. Like you shouldn't just like take a bite and put it back and take a bite and put it back. Like that's not how that should work. Um, but it's totally okay. Like if you're, the intent of dating is to find out who you're going to marry. So I think that something is so important is like, if you can, if you see yourself maybe potentially having a future with somebody then then go on a date like like hey i want to see where this is going to go i want to see what's going to happen i mean we're going to talk about like how do you navigate that if it doesn't go well um but there's nothing wrong with that and i think we have to kind of put take this pressure off sometimes we put this pressure like you go on a first date and it's like by the time we leave this first date we need to know when we're going to get married how many kids we're going to have and where we're going to live when we're 50 and it's like no 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 no. that's way too much pressure go to coffee and ask them what their favorite color is and what do they want to do when they grow up and because the reality is we're still all growing up and we still don't know what we want to do. Um, you know what I mean? Like, what are their dreams and passions? Do they match yours? Uh, those kind of things. And I think that that's so important. Like, don't don't be afraid for that part of it. It doesn't have to have all this pressure in the beginning because that's way too much pressure on you, on this other person, Um And that's just kind of, yeah, that's just kind of our thoughts on that. Um, And really, like, if you go into it with the intent of discovering whether or not you want to be with this person long term, like, that's ultimately what the goal should be. And if you determine that that's not it, then that's the moment to be like, okay, then we're not going to continue this relationship. But we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, Yeah.
1: Awesome. So we kind of broke this down into three basic bullet points for tonight. The first thing is kind of like how to date well or like best practices. Uh, the number two is when do you know it's time to end it, you know? And then the final part in part three is how do you know when to take the next steps? You know, we figured that way you kind of get a broad overview of a dating spectrum, you know? Um, and so the first thing we want to talk about is how do you date well? What are best practices? If the Bible doesn't directly speak about dating per se, in that vacuum, what are good practices? What are biblical values within that? How can we still steward that well? if there's not a verse that says, thou shalt date exactly like this? Like, what do, what do we do? And I believe that the Bible still has a lot to say about that. And there's a lot of just conventional wisdom that has a lot to say about that as well. Um, I think for me, when I think about how to date well, I always think of something a mentor shared with me, actually right before I started uh, dating Emily, which was this, this thought of, you know what? Strong Christians usually have strong dating relationships. You know, and when I was like, that's, that sounds interesting. And what they meant was, hey, I think a great way to sell, set up your relationship for success is to have the foundational character of a Christian. You know, Christians practice things like like love, like gentleness, like, like think of the, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, even looking at the fruit of the Spirit, let alone some of the things that, uh, like, Jesus talks about and commands and of how we should live our lives. So many of those translate well into healthy relationships across our lives. And I think it's so important, especially in dating relationships. Great Christians are set up for great relationships if we really lean on those Christian values, if we really lean on the fruit of the Spirit. And I just thought that that was such a great a uh, word, you know. How can I make sure that I'm conducting myself in a great way in this relationship? I think being a Christian is a great way to start.
2: <laughs> yeah, and what's so 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 important is to really honor God first before the other person, and that's so important. Um, and continuing to seek God, <clears throat> excuse me, first before you seek the other person. In um, marriage and relationships, won't work if you put the other person before God. Um, and we have to like, like my relationship with Dominic is the number two relationship in my life. The number one relationship in my life is the Lord. And that has to be the way we perceive it. If not, you're going to get, it's going to get skewed and it's going to get really hard because now all this pressure goes on this other person that should be put on the Lord. Um, in Matthew six thirty three, I love what, it, how it says it in the past in translation. It says, so above all constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. So if you're going after the Lord and you're seeking first his kingdom and his way of doing things, the rest of the things are going to fall into place, especially in your relationships. It's also so important to keep God at the center of everything that you're doing, if you're making decisions, if you're moving forward in your relationship, figuring out where you want to go, praying on your own and together is really, really key. Um, Like in Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Uh, and I love this man so much, but our relationship would not be successful without the Lord. Like we're great and we work really hard at it. And then we bring into the Lord into it. And it was like, oh well, we didn't have to do all that hard work and get frustrated over that because if we just asked the Lord first, we wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? And he uses it. Praise God. Um, but there's just so much if we can continue to really seek God first, um, and put him at the center of it, your relationship is going to flow so much more successfully.
1: So good. Yeah, so another best practice thing for us, too, is just um, healthy boundaries, you know, just practicals now, like healthy boundaries. And that can be emotional, physical, you know, spiritual, mental, whatever it needs to be. You know, for us, a practical thing was uh, even something like a curfew,
0: you know. And again, like
1: this isn't a thou sayest the Lord thing. This is kind of some things that we saw that we had fruit in or things that we thought were good things like a curfew were really helpful for us like hey if it, I think ours was like 10 or 11 10 maybe
2: it was 11 yeah it was just yeah. like hey and I we didn't ever I don't think we ever broke it you were like, pretty good about like
1: yeah, see you later like it's 11 it was o'clock like, hey nothing good happens after midnight you know like, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 like period you know so I was like I don't it's have true. any reason why the later it
2: gets me. the lower your ability to say no to things exactly. goes exactly
1: you know and it's, it's just hmm. how do I set myself up for success position yourself in a way that you see success coming from. If I know, hey, as it gets later, I might have less self-control. As it gets later, I might be less careful with what I say, what I do, and it's just going to maybe grow an intimacy that this relationship isn't ready for or to handle, you know? Mm-hmm. Think about those times you're out all night talking to someone like it's it's impossible not to grow an intimacy and that can be so appealing. But it's, it can also be really dangerous if you don't have practical boundaries to keep a dating relationship pure and on the right track. And so for us, curfew even was such a good a good thing for us personally.
2: And emotional boundaries are and spiritual boundaries are really important as well. Like you should not, like you want to share enough to connect with somebody. But if there's something really special between you and the Lord... Don't share that with that person until like the time is right or until the Lord has said. There were things that God spoke to Dominic about me that if he had told me but like early on in our dating relationship, I would have been like, well, I'm sorry, what? Like <laughs> I don't know that I wanna marry you yet. What do you mean you know you wanna marry me? You know, like way too early. So there were a lot of things we didn't share that the Lord spoke to us until we were engaged and actually like almost married, I think, or married. There were things that we just knew that were meant for covenant and meant for when we got married. And it didn't like, and it like, he didn't have to know that. Like that was for me and the Lord to confirm things for me and the Lord, not necessarily, and like it, it blessed him and it valued him. But there's just a level of things that you just don't share or you don't share it right away. Like second coffee date, you're not like, this is what everything that happened to me that the Lord has changed in my life. Like share the things that you should. But as you go deeper in your relationship, then you can share deeper things. Don't just like lay it all out on the front. (laughs) Super important.
1: Yeah. It's like, does your commitment match your level of intimacy? You know, like I think about there's so much like... There's so much intimacy that can be gained with like when you share spiritual things that are deeply personal Mm -hmm. that the Lord shared with you or very just intimate emotional things, physical things, obviously, you know, and I think that sometimes it's the temptation is, hey, I know this thing grows relationship. I want this relationship to grow, so I'm gonna just dump out myself physically, emotionally, spiritually, and that'll grow the intimacy, but you, you can't do that outside of commitment, you know? You don't want your intimacy to outstep your commitment. What I mean by that is, you know, like on your first date, you don't necessarily say, This is all my past damage, this is all my future hopes, this is every single thing about me. I barely know you, we were coming for coffee, and here's my whole soul. If you if you're not comfortable with that, then I am rejected, I am crushed, I am like wounded, I, I tried to make some kind of weird tie to you with nothing, you know. Yeah. Verse like conversely, like, you know, when you get to the covenant of marriage, it's like that's the deepest level of intimacy that we can represent here on earth. You know, it's a reflection of Christ and his church, you know, and I think that kind of commitment really can help carry the weight of the intimacy you would share, you know?
2: Yeah. And I think, um, one more on that, but before we kind of, we're going to talk about physical boundaries too, but I think like you shouldn't be forcing intimacy to build a, build something with somebody like it's going to come naturally when it's meant to as it should and if you're like trying to dump all these things to build a connection with someone to force something to happen you probably shouldn't be doing that you need to like you know what I mean like if it's meant to to grow in conversations to lead it's going to but if you're finding yourself feeling like I need to tie myself to someone so I'm gonna do all these things so I can connect with them like that's the wrong motive you know what I mean there's there's a reason why you're feeling that like almost desperation to need to and that's time to step back and go okay hold on why do I my finding myself forcing this
1: yeah that kind of intimacy can act as like a lighter fluid right (laughs) you'll throw it on the fire it'll burn bright it'll do that desired effect and it'll be great but if you don't actually have the fire pit that's sustaining it with the Mm -hmm. right kindling and it's burning correctly it's going to flare up and then burn out you know it's about that sustainability too and I think that that's just so important um let's see we're going to go into the physical boundaries here let's everyone say physical boundaries Hey, you know, not a ton of people cheer about that, but it can be important, you know. I think it's cheerworthy. It's, you know, it is cheerworthy. I, I really, it is so important. It, it really is. You know, I think coming up. So away from it, It's like, you know, I'm I'm really happy that, you know, Emily and I didn't have sex with each other before marriage. Like we made it. Like, praise God. You know, I, I'm I'm so praise excited. The Lord. Yeah. It
2: I, is an accomplishment I'm, today. I'm, I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm so I'm Thank so you. I'm
1: so excited to share <laughs> that, you know? And like I think one of the ways I'm like excited to share that is because like you break the lie of you need to like test drive the car before you buy it. Like that's so gross. It's so horrible. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to do that. You know. I think another thing too is like, you know, like, 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 sex is so special within the covenant of marriage, how the Lord designed. You know, and what I love is that Emily and I never have to have a memory of what it was like outside of the blessed covenant of marriage. Like we don't have a sex memory that wasn't. In the covenant of marriage, blessed by the Lord. And I think that's such another reason why it's so important to just wait, you know? Um, You know, and if if that's a line that you've already crossed, like there is still so much forgiveness and love Mm -hmm. and faith, Uh, there's so much goodness, and we're gonna touch on that a little bit too. Uh, you know, no one's disqualified. No one's lesser. You know, God covers that. Makes everything new.
2: Yeah, and I think that like like I didn't wait with other people before Dominic. Unfortunately, like that was a really bad decision I made in my life. But what was really incredible was that the Lord really healed out of me, and it was I got to like before I met Dominic had really said, okay, Lord, like. I didn't, you know, like, I forgive me, you know, and I really felt like it was something he handed back to me and said, like, that is not how you're seen. And that was even, like, some of the first things that God ever spoke to Dominic about me. Was that like, that is not how I see Emily. It is not about her past. Like, I don't remember any of that because I, she asked for forgiveness. Yeah. And it says that he does not remember our sins and he casts them as far as the east is from the west. So, like, that is not my past. That was, or that was my past, but that is not what defines me. That is not how I walked into our marriage. Yeah. And yeah, it was hard and there were layers of it I had to go through. Like, even, and once we got engaged, I had this moment of really grieving that I was like, he's gonna offer something to me that I didn't offer, that I couldn't offer to him. And it was like, no, that's still not what the Lord says. Like the Lord still says that you can offer that blessed covenant to your husband and it's not tainted. Um, So I just want to like encourage you that like, if that is something you've walked through, like, and you're struggling, I would love to pray with you and talk with you, but just know that like, you are not seen or defined by that. You don't have to worry about that. Your value is a lot more than that. And just know that you are so blessed and covered um, and it's going to be blessed when you get married and you don't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) thank you, wife. That was really good. We didn't plan to share that, but it's super, no, it's super good. And I want to say one more thing about that since we're here, actually. Um, One other thing that I think is really powerful and kind of redemptive of that whole part of our story is also like, and I haven't shared this with a ton of people, actually, but um, when I heard that part of her past, when I heard that part of her testimony, um, that was actually the moment where I began to really love her. Um, And that sounds really weird, but I remember she shared her testimony with me. And I remember before that, I was so infatuated with her. I was so smitten. I was so, you know, I I knew enough about her from our friendship. I knew all these, like, kind of surface level and just kind of day-to-day level details, but I didn't know her past. I didn't know these things she carried. I didn't know all this stuff. Um, And I remember once I learned that, you know, it was hard to to take that at first, you know. But then I remember the Lord told me, he's like, Dominic, you know, you've been really into her, but now you know her. You know what I mean? And not that that defines her anymore, but that's part of her story. That's part of what I brought her through. That's part of her testimony. You know, and I remember he was kind of like, hey, so now you have a choice. Like, you loved an idea of her. You loved the parts of her that you got to see, but now you've seen a lot more, and you've seen a lot more that I have walked with her through. Do you still choose her? You know, and it wasn't like this pity thing of like, hey, this thing's 50% off. It wasn't like that. It was like the fear of the Lord, like, dear father-in-law in heaven, like, this is my daughter. Do you choose her or not? Like it's, like, it's like, this isn't in the, like, clearance bin. This is, like, top shelf, but do you still choose it? Because this is part of her testimony. Do you choose that? And I remember I said, yes. <laughs> I remember I said, I choose that. And I remember feeling like that was the moment where I felt like the Lord was like, hey, if she chooses you, this is going to be your wife. And so I remember I got to testify this to someone who was struggling with something like this once. I just said, hey, you know, what the enemy might intend for division and breaking apart of a relationship, I'm just going to tell you right now, that's where I laid the foundations for mine, you know, because God covers that, and he's good, and love is such a choice, you know. We've seen a lot of fruit through that. Um, anyway, kind of tangent, but I just felt like I wanted to cap that, you know, because the Lord really brings so much grace and power and love. Um, so let's get back to the notes, maybe. No, it's good.
2: And I think that like, so I guess that kind of, as we're on this topic of, of purity and like how far is too far, and the reality is if you're asking yourself that question, that probably means it's too
1: far. Oh, so so good.
2: if you're thinking like, well, is this okay? Is this not okay? That probably means it's
1: probably not okay. Um, yeah. And does that does that sound like a weird, catchy phrase? Or okay, well, here's a verse. James 4, 17 If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's a sin for them. What this is telling you is if you think it's too far, if you in your mind think, hey, this is probably not a good thing for me to do. I don't know if it is or not, but it doesn't seem like it's a good thing at all. I'm going to do it anyway. Now it's a sin for you. So I really like to say, hey, if you're really questioning, hey, how far is too far? Is this too far? I'm going to say, yeah, like whatever, whatever comes to your mind when you think that, that is probably too far for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think healthy dating also says whoever has the highest boundary, that's what we honor, you know, if I can feel like I can kiss in a dating relationship and remain pure and that's great, but for someone else, they can't or do not want to do that, like holding hands is like their limit, you know. A great successful dating practice is you honor the partner that has the highest boundary. It's a way, again, to lead with honor, respect, and showing, hey, I'm already demonstrating self-control, honor, respect, and putting my money where my mouth is. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, um, and I think the other part that's so important, too, is that, like, when you're dating somebody, especially like you're, you're having those conversations, you're establishing those boundaries before you're very far in your relationship, you probably don't know whether or not this is going to, you don't know how long this is going to be for. What you have to keep in mind is that person is somebody else's spouse. So it's like, would you want somebody doing something to your spouse that you're going to be with someday? No. So then why are we going to do that same thing to somebody else in like a moment? And the other side of that argument is like, well, I know that we're going to get married someday, so it's fine. But you're actually cheapening yourself out of like the blessed covenant of the Lord. There is something so special and powerful about waiting until you get married that is blessed. And like we can remember, we drove away, like we left the site of our wedding and like drove away. And we were like, we feel different. And maybe you don't, maybe you won't, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But like we felt different. We're like, This Something has significantly changed. Like, we are now married. This is okay. Like, this is crazy. Like, we walked into our apartment alone, and we're like, oh, my gosh, we're allowed to be alone. This is weird.
1: like, like, low-key, like, like I was kidnapping her. You know, like, all of her friends and family's cheering and chasing after us. I'm like, I'm driving away from you. She's in my car. I'm going away. You know, but, yeah. Yeah, but,
2: like, the... Yeah, you know, honor, uh, Hebrews 13, four says, honor the sanctity of marriage and keep your vows of purity to one another for God will judge sexual immorality in any form, whether single or married, which means that like, keep your vow of purity to somebody before you get married to them before you're, even if you're like engaged and you're a week away or you're a month away or whatever, doesn't matter. You're still not married yet. They are still not your spouse. You have still not made that covenant. So don't do it. Like just wait. And it is worth the wait. I will tell you, from doing a relationship wrong and doing a relationship right, it's worth the wait. And there's a difference when God blesses it. And there's a different difference when God is on your marriage and it's worth waiting for.
1: So now we're going to go ahead and transition into part two, which is when do you know it's time to end a relationship? Maybe you're in a dating relationship now, or maybe you might be in the future and you might see signs of like, I don't know if this is the one. I don't know if this is where I should invest my heart and my life. I don't know if this is it. What are some signs, you know? And I think, uh, let's see.
2: Yeah, when we, when we started dating, the first one of the first conversations, like, in our define the relationship talk was, hey, we're going into this with the intent of discovering whether or not we want to get married. And if any one of us at any point in time realizes we do not want to sp- get married to the other person, we need to say that right away. Because that's not fair to, like, drag someone's heart out or, or the other person. Like, if you're dating with the intent of see who you want to spend the rest of your life with, and then you realize you don't want to spend the rest of your life with them, but you keep dating them... Like, that's not fair to you or to them.
1: Yeah, and honestly, guys, it sucks to get dumped. It sucks to dump someone. But at the same time, like, if a relationship doesn't work for one in the party, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter how great you're doing. It doesn't matter how much you can put into it. If one person's giving 0% and you're giving your 100%, you're still half of the equation. That's still 50%. Mm -hmm. It still fails. If it doesn't work for both, it doesn't work. You know, and there's a kind of peace in that of that hey, if they're not willing to choose it now, if it's not healthy now, if we're not doing it healthy now, maybe it's time to cut it, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think for me, like, a big, big thing I always think about across the board in a lot of things in life, but with relationships, too, is this idea of what is the fruit that's coming out of your relationship? Like, one way to know, like, hey, should I cut this? Hey, does this need to end? Is what is the fruit of this relationship? And what do I mean is what are the byproducts coming out of this? Like, as you guys walk together, what's left in your wake? You know, if you feel like being together, it just, it's anger and fighting at all times. Or, like, you find yourself, like, you have no other relationships. You're, you're codependent in a way that's dangerous. Or you, you feel, like, way further than God from than ever before. Like, you know, like, your relationship is almost pushing you guys both away from the Lord or away from your community. Um, like, what is what is honestly happening? What's the fruit? You know, and I think for me, that's so important. You know, Luke 6, 43 and 44 say, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its fruit. People do not pigs pick, well, pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. I love that image, guys. It's like, hey, if it's a good tree, it's going to have good fruit. If it's a bad tree, it's going to have really bad fruit. So it's like, what's coming out of your relationship? Is it bringing a lot of life? Is it when people look at it, do they think about the Lord? Do they think about good things? Do they? Is is their health coming out of it? You know, and I think that if you don't, if you have the love blinders on, I think that this is another reason why it's so good to have that counsel. You know, like honestly, like the people, the wise counsel in your life, mentor figures, or are, are people that your trusted God counsel, like God, God seeking counsel and community. What do they say even about the relationship? You know, are they saying, man? This person's out of your league. Keep going, man. Like, or I've never seen you more on fire for the Lord. I've never seen you like this before. This is amazing. Or, hey, man, honestly, I'm a little worried about this. Like, hey, they're a great person, but, you know, you seem to compromise a lot of your boundaries, your goals, your dreams, and I don't really even see you anymore. I haven't seen you at church for a while. I haven't I haven't seen you around. What's going on, you know?
2: Yeah, there's a verse that, and we didn't write it down, so I don't remember where it is, but there's a verse that says, bad company corrupts good character. And so, like, if you're dating someone that's that's changing who you are in not a positive way, like, that's a sign that, hey, this is maybe not going to work out great. Um, Romans 12, 10 says, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one's family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor for one another. So, if you're in a relationship that you don't feel like is going in the right direction or isn't working out or you're not as committed to it as you know you should be or maybe the other person is, like, honor them. Choose to, like, have that conversation. Be honest. Um, and, and you're, you're, you will benefit so much more from doing them that in an honoring and healthy way than dragging it out longer and making it harder on yourself and the other person by trying to force something to happen that isn't. Um, and the other thing too I think that we have to remember is that like, well what if that relationship was really unhealthy or what if I've been in an unhealthy relationship? Like what does that mean for me in the past? And I think what's so important is Romans 8:28 says so we are convinced that every detail our life of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives for we his loves who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Does that mean he he caused your bad relationship to happen? No, those were choices that we made. But it does mean that God turns every good, bad thing into something good for Him, and there's always something that you're going to learn from it. And I made a lot of really poor decisions before I dated Dominic, uh, and praise the Lord, I had a lot of years to get <laughs> to figure that out before we started dating. Um, But I but the Lord used it and, and what had made me heartbroken and like changed me and I had to walk through stuff like God so used it to like shift my heart and help me to serve in ministry and figure out who I really wanted to be. And so I just want to encourage you if you feel like you've been there or maybe you're walking through that right now, Like, trust that God is going to work it out. He says, he works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, which means every single one of you, because you are loved by God and he loves you so much and you are called to him, as his son or daughter, as you are right now, and he will turn everything in that circumstance or that situation or what you've walked through to benefit him. And maybe that just means that you're going to grow closer with him and that might be the benefit. And like, if you don't see, I have no idea how this situation is ever going to work out for good. If it draws you closer to him, then he worked it out for his good. And I can look at those four relationships that I walked through and said, I am so much closer with the Lord because of them Would I make that decision again? Not, no. But I am so thankful that the Lord used it to bring me closer to him and prepare me to be a better person and a better wife for when we got married.
1: All right, guys. Now, we just want to end with our last point. How are you guys doing? Is everyone doing all right? Got a couple more minutes to end this on a good note. So number three is how do you know when it's time for the next steps? Oh, yeah. Woo. Um, I I just want to begin with, hey, a good sign is our relationship has good fruit, you know? Like I said earlier, like, what is actually the byproduct of your relationship? If you're someone who in the past has really bad love blinders, what I mean is you put the glasses on, and it's like they can't do anything wrong, you have a lot of blind spots, you have a track record that's a little spotty, and you kind of don't rely on your own judgment anymore. Hey, if you're one of those people... Get really good counsel around you that can give you the reality check, you know? But honestly, challenge yourself to really ask the hard questions. If you're in a dating relationship and you think, hey, I might see a potential spouse in this person, I'm considering marrying them, it's time to ask the hard questions if you haven't yet, yeah. you know? Start really thinking about what is the fruit of our of our relationship? When I'm with them, do I feel more like myself? Do I feel empowered? Do I feel encouraged to be the person I am? Do I feel... Closer to the Lord? Do I feel like they're pushing me in the right directions? Do do the general direction of the lives we want to have mm-hmm. go in generally the same direction? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everything has to line up completely, but if you're 0% compatible on where you want to go, yeah. like I want to go to Antarctica the rest of my life. Well, I want to go to Brazil. Okay, well, clearly <laughs> someone's going to have to move, you know, <laughs> like, or this isn't going to work. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, and that's like that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, are you compatible? Are your dreams compatible? Or and are your goals and like morals in life compatible? Or can you get there? If you're not on the same page, can you get on the same page? Um, for me, like. I'm super passionate about missions, and I have a huge heart to go to Africa. And on our first date, I laid it out real clear. I was like, this is who I am. This is not going to change. And if you can either come with me or you can let me go. And I was like, and if not, then then we don't belong together. I literally did. Yeah. I was very, like, very black and white. Like, these are the dar- deepest, darkest countries I want to go to. You can come or you cannot come, but I'm going. And, and like, and Dominic was like, okay, like, (laughs) and like, he wasn't like, he wasn't necessarily on that same page, but he was willing to get on that same page and he was willing to be like, all right, well, I wasn't necessarily really thinking I'd ever go there, but I will go there with you because I believe in you and the calling on your life and we're going to, and I will do that with you, you know, and like, and there were things that on the other, you know, like, or we come across things that we don't like necessarily agree on, but we can come to a term of like a middle ground. Like, okay, you might... Think Like right now the thing is parenting for us. Like, well, how do you think about this? How do you think about that? Or navigating (laughs) arguments, like how someone navigates an argument. Like we we might think about it differently, but if we can come to a middle ground, like that's good. And you need to, you know, like having those conversations with somebody as you're moving that direction. Um, It's also incredibly important, and this is something we're super passionate about, is like you need to make the choice that you are willing to commit to that person. And like you need to get your yes from the Lord. That is obviously incredibly important that God has blessed it. But God is not forcing you to marry that person. You are making that decision, and you need to make that decision to say, hey, Lord, I am choosing this person. Is this something you're going to bless? Is this what you want for my life? Because there are times in marriage that are difficult, <laughs> and you have to remember to, that you chose them, and the Lord didn't force you. Because I can remember a very distinct moment that we were having a hard time. We were actually on the way to Africa, Dominic was very sick. it was just it was rough. And I was like, Lord, like, is this really what I'm gonna deal with every time I go on a mission trip? Like this is great, like I'm not this is like I'm not. Like Lord, why And the Lord was like, you chose him, Emily. Like you said yes to him. You said yes to whatever that means for him coming with you. Like this is I didn't force you to say anything. And like like this is like you chose this and I was like, okay, that's right and if this is what I want to do, and I chose my marriage and it wasn't like I didn't love him. it was just a hard moment, you guys yeah. I was just like, okay, this is difficult and everyone's
1: and, you know? and, and to be fair, just to give some context for people, it wasn't like I was being dramatic like no, usually he was really I was like sick. in the hospital unit of the Amsterdam yeah airport yeah he was because sick. I, I had some kind of let's call it a demonic attack. <laughs> it might have been bad airline cheese or some horrible combination of <laughs> both. But anyway, yeah, that's a really good <laughs> illustration of like, like, like something we really carry. And I think that this is especially important in a really prophetic culture is that I think that when you know you want to marry someone, it needs to be a really good unity of getting your yes from the Lord. You know, hearing the Lord on it, having peace with the Lord and your counsel and feeling like you have a yes, like this is a good thing. And also choice, you know, like you can't really have yeah. one without the other. Like, I'm sorry that are like,
0: she's just copying. Uh,
1: no, it's true, uh, guys. It was horrible. Oh, Let me tell you I about know. it. It was. Oh no, my God, I'm like, don't talk about say it. it.
2: <laughs> Anyways, that's just to be said that, like, you just have to, you have to get, you have to make that decision to say yes. Like, yeah. you are the person marrying them. You're choosing them, and it's so important yeah. <laughs> to choose them because there's going to be moments that they get on your nerves or you don't see eye to eye. We are very opposite people, like. So, opposite in a lot of things. And there are moments where it drives us crazy. But it's like, you know what? We committed to working through this and figuring this out. And I am so glad that I remember that I made this choice, not like, oh, I felt like the Lord forced me. The Lord told me I'm marrying this person. So now I have to marry them. Does that make sense, you guys? You need to get your yes from the Lord. Hear me out. Like, I'm not saying that. Like, you need to get the blessing from the Lord. You need to absolutely. But you also need to be willing to say, hey, I'm choosing this and making that commitment.
1: Yeah, guys, because love is choice, right? Like like there's this notion of falling in love. Like the butterflies, the ooey gooeys, the you know, their poo don't stink, like everything's perfect, you know. And that stuff's really great. And <laughs> their that's poo like, does. That's, stink. that's part that's part of the love package. I'm not denying I'm that. Sorry. But it's like what really anchors the love there is the choice. You know, it's yeah. the it's the sheer choice of will to say, I'm gonna continue <laughs> loving them today, tomorrow, the next day. Mm-hmm. And so we really believe that, that choice is super, super important. You yeah. know and I think <clears throat> I think for me, one last uh I think one of the last things here, when you're thinking about are you gonna marry this person, I, I really wanna encourage you to ask the hard question of are they a believer? Yeah, I'm so gonna good. I'm gonna go there. I know go that there. some people get burned by this or get uncomfortable by this, especially if you're in a serious relationship and one of you is a believer, one of you is not. But I really want to say there is something about being equally yoked, right? There's this verse here, 2 Corinthians six fourteen and 15. It says, "'Don't be yoked or bound together with unbelievers. For what do the righteous and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever?' You know, these are really intense words, guys, but I think that biblically, when you look at marriage, it's the the union of two lives into one. Like, it actually says the Lord sees these two people now as one flesh before them. There is something that happens with marriage, other than just, like, the physical connection. There is something that happens in the spirit with how the Lord looks at it that says, these two are now joined. It says, like, what the Lord has put together, that no one separate. Like, this is together now. You know, and you might be racing to get together with whoever that person is, but I'd really caution you like the Bible does. Are they a believer? You know, we see it throughout Scripture of people, even kings, who marry people that are not believers, and it tears their life apart because their heart gets drifted towards who they're bound with, yeah. you know? And if they get drifted towards other gods or no God, or what happens with the kids now, and what kind of values, and what, what happens when half of your home is relying on the Lord uh, just to stand up straight and the other half doesn't believe? Like, that will ripple down in a marriage, especially if you're serious about your Christianity. Like, mm-hmm. this is the core. You know, like, I, I I, really want to believe that Emily and I would be a great couple no matter what, but the truth is, guys, especially with marriage, like, if we didn't have the Lord, like this would be a hot mess. Like, and like, it's such a blessed marriage. Like I said, we're going to have a baby. We're so excited. we're going to this marriage conference this weekend. We're yeah. so stoked. But it's like, we're very aware that the Lord is at the center of this. Yeah, You know, the Lord is the one that's blessed our covenant, who's in it with us, who, when we have disagreements, he is fighting to reconcile with us. We yeah. lean on him when we are stubborn and when we are tired and when we are trying to just get back to a place of just ooey-gooey with each other again, you know, we lean on him. So, what do you do when you want to do that and the other person doesn't even believe in God? <laughs> if you're really serious about getting married, really ask the question are they a believer? Yeah. I think yeah. it's such a
2: good question, <laughs> and I think too that's and um, it's really important also just just to get blessing and support from your counsel. We've kind of talked about that. Uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, "Without counsel, counsel plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed." If the counsel in your life is saying, "Hey, you're not ready," like you should take a look and see, "Hey, why why am I not ready?" You know, like and listen to that and say, hey, "Lord, what are you what are you saying about this right now?" Like if if all the advisors in my life are saying no, you know what? It, or if they're all saying yes. And that's just super important, like the support. If all of your friends are like, "Well, you know," then there's not. <laughs> then maybe we should see why. Um, but it's that's just so important. And and like I said, like really seeking the Lord and saying, "Okay, God, if I'm choosing this person, like, do you bless this? Do you say yes?" And we heard the, the the yes from the Lord at different times. Dominic heard it before we started dating. I didn't hear until like six months in, and I was like, I was like, I when I said, "Okay, Lord, I think I want to marry him," and then the Lord after that, like six months in. I was like, yeah, okay, this is like, yeah, you can marry him. And that was, and it was just different. Each person's different. But hearing that from the Lord and getting your blessing and support from counsel is just so key.
1: So, yeah, guys, that was just one of the things that – those are just some of the things we wanted to share that were on our hearts. Sorry we went a little bit long tonight. Um, but we just really wanted to share the couple just bullet points in our lives, you know, when we navigated the dating season – in accordance with what we found, verses that we felt like tied in, and just even counsel and mentorship we received from some of our mentors that we were hoping to share with you guys, just about some practical uh, dating best practices. How are we with boundaries? How are we with being intentional? How are we with honoring and respecting our partners with this stuff? You know, what are some signs that maybe when we're in that relationship where we need to end it? You know, like do we see long-term intentions in sight? If not, why are we in it? Why are we? Maybe not guarding our hearts like we should. What, what are, you know, if we're in like an abusive or a negative relationship, is that healthy? Is that a good fruit we want for our lives, for us, for them, for our relationship? And then finally, if you're in a good one, like, how do you know the next steps? You know, really deciding, like, hey, what does my counsel say? What is the fruit I see out of this? Am I asking the hard questions? Am I choosing this? Am I going to choose this for life? Am I going to find someone who's a believer and shares all of these core values that really need to be the foundation? for something like a marriage
2: yeah and, and just one other thing i want to say that's really important is if you're dating don't compare your relationship to everyone else's oh, super good. relationships look different and i think social media paints this picture of these idealistic relationships or what it should look like or whatever and it, relationships are not Instagram perfect okay like there's a lot more to them than what you see or what you see on other couples and so I just like in like our story is going to be different than your story and it's or your experiences are going to be different than ours so don't compare yourselves or where you're at to anyone else around you like that's between you and the Lord where you should be and where your relationship should be so don't try to like oh this is where they are we should be here because we've been dating longer like no whatever it is for you needs to be it for you and when you do the compare game you're like you're just setting yourself up to like have heartache or, like, take yourself down a road. You don't need to go. And just trust that the Lord is taking you on your path and your time. might be shorter. It might be longer. It's going to look different. And that's totally okay because it's your story, and it's going to be the best story you ever hear in your life.
1: Yeah. And, again, like, I think we paint out dating to be this really intense thing because we've talked about it for, like, 40 minutes, you know? (laughs) But, honestly, like, there is, like, a levity within it as well. You know, don't forget that dating is also a journey of discovery, of trying to figure out, is this person the one? Successful dating isn't marriage. Successful dating is maintaining your Christian character and boundaries and deciding either we're going to get married or we're going to break up. Mm. Just because you broke up or got dumped doesn't mean you're a failure at relationships. doesn't mean you're horrible. Mm. doesn't mean they're not still out there. It just means, hey, they're not the one. That's part of the reason dating exists. I don't think that we should flippantly just go out and sample all the different (laughs) ice cream and see what works and what doesn't. But I think that there's a level of, hey, if you think they're really great, if you think they're attractive, if you guys are all maintaining your Christian character and you want to go out to coffee just to see if there's more chemistry there, I think that that can be such an amazing thing. The Lord loves putting people in families. The Lord loves a godly relationship. So I want to encourage you guys, too, if you're not in that relationship yet and you're going toward it, um, rest assured that, look, the Lord fights for you. The Lord loves healthy, God-honoring relationships more than most things. You know, he's got your back. Trust him with the open doors and the closed doors, but just maintain your character, maintain your Christian values, maintain obedience, and let him guide the ship as you go, and enjoy the journey, you know?
2: Yeah, we were both single for a long time before we got together. I was single for like seven years. He was single for like five or six. Um, And uh, so, like, and like, I know, like, everyone's like, it's never going to happen. You spend these years pining, but spend that time with the Lord, seek after him, and the relationship's going to come up at the right time uh, when it's blessed, and you're going to know it, because it'll feel different than anything else.
1: All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and land the plane.
0: How's everyone doing? (laughs) Awesome. Hey, thanks. So good. I I just was uh, telling Dominic real quick, I just want to have them. We're not going to do small groups tonight, but I uh, encourage you just connect with your small group leader. Say hey, and if you need prayer. Um, you know, asking for prayer. But I want to know if they could just pray for us real quick, for our future, either the relationship we're currently in or our future relationship, just for hope and for excitement and joy, but also to honor God in it and all that kind of stuff. So wherever you're at, uh, I just want us just to take a moment and just receive from them as they just kind of pray God's blessing over us and over our, our current or future relationships, okay? So good. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Do you want to go ahead and start it, and I'll go ahead and finish sure. it? Sure. Yeah, God, we
2: just thank you so much for every single person in the room um, and even those Cruxians in the room that are going to listen to this later on the podcast. God, we just pray blessing over their relationships. God, we thank you first for wisdom and discernment from you, God, just on the right relationships to pursue. I pray, God, that you would help them to just guard their hearts um, from the wrong people and guide them to the right people. Lord, we just thank you so much that you're so for successful relationships. You said the lonely in families. You said it's not good for man to be alone. God, you designed us to be in relationship. And so, God, I pray right now for every single person in the room, for their existing relationship or their future relationship, God, that it would be so blessed by you. I pray that they would have so much peace. God, I ask for your peace to fill the room. Sometimes the nervousness of relationships or where they're going to go or if it's going to happen or when it's going to happen can kind of cause us to get anxious or stressed. And God, I ask that you would just fill them with peace and a trust in you that you are going to bring them the right person at the right time. And it'd be so evident. God, I pray that they would have ears to hear your voice on what you're saying, on where to go, who to who to pursue, who not to pursue. God, I ask that they would just um, experience your presence in those moments and know the right ways to pursue those relationships. God, that you're for them. You're for their success. You want the best for them. I just feel like somebody needs to hear that. Like God wants the best for you and the best relationship. You do not need to settle. I don't care what your experiences have said to you. I don't care what your current circumstances say to you. You absolutely deserve the best relationship. You deserve the best relationship. You really, really do, regardless of what your past says, regardless of what you think you're worthy of. You are worthy of a great relationship. And so, God, I speak to those hearts right now that are struggling with that, and I just say you are worthy of a great relationship. You are worthy of a man or woman that loves God so much, that's going to help lead you, guide you, support you in your walk with him. And I just thank you, Jesus, that they are worthy of the best person. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Yeah, God, I just want to even agree with that, and I just want to continue to speak hope into the hearts out there that are looking for a relationship, looking for those things, God. We pray that right now um, we just break off the power of any, like, wounds or any shame or any feeling of rejection. Lord, I just want to say that they are beautiful. They have value. They are worth it. They are a they are a catch even, <laughs> and that happens even before Um, They're even in a relationship. That's what you say about them, God, because they're made in your image. And so many of these people out here are your children, God. They're beautiful, and they have value, and they're worth it, and they're going to bless someone's life today. (laughs) But, God, we just pray for those that are starting to give up hope, those that are just feeling weary and exhausted. Um, from navigating the single season or not finding their someone. God, we pray that you give hope and joy and love just down into their soul right now as they wait in the journey. We just thank you, God, that you're going to raise up the respective men and women into their lives in the right season when it's the right time. And God, we just pray that you give them uh, the faith and the hope um, just to walk forward with you every day until that season comes. And we bless that season. We thank you, God. I, I just even... Yeah, sorry. I feel like I'm getting a word. I feel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Pastor Taylor was right. I just. I th- really feel like he's breaking off hopelessness. I. I, I feel like he, I. I just see this picture of this person wandering in a desert. <laughs> You know, and I know that that's what my single season felt like. And I, I'm sure that some of you might be able to relate with that. And I want to encourage you that the desert has an end. I want to encourage you that, that that weary journey is not one you walk alone for any second of the day. The Lord is with you. Your friends and family are with you. You have support. You have people by your side. This, this season is actually an amazing season. But, Lord, we pray that that season does shift for those that you've called into marriage, those that desire marriage, that you put that desire in their heart, God. We pray, Lord, that you're with them in what feels like a dry and weary land. We thank you, God, that you are the refreshing to their souls. And we just speak a hope and a new life. that, like Almost like a, yeah, it's, it's honestly like that first sip of water when you're just dying of thirst. I, I just feel like that's hope coming back into you right now. If you might not have let yourself hope, or you might have shut part of this down in your heart, or you might not let yourself go here in public <laughs> or even in private. But I really feel like the Lord wants to speak new life. Because I want to encourage you guys, the the hope and the fullness and the joy and the stuff you carry is stuff that's going to be so important when you get into that relationship. Like the the bitterness, the cynicism, the walking wounds and pain are not what you want to carry into that relationship. You want to carry wholeness and life and hope and joy. And I really feel like that's what he has for you guys today. And so right now, Lord, we pray that you just pour that out over them, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are more than enough God and that you are setting them up for success in relationships and in life and we bless that journey we bless that time in Jesus name amen.
0: Amen. Awesome give it up for these guys again and hey guys if you were officially done tonight but if you wanted to uh, come up and get prayer from them or even ask questions specifically about dating or things like that uh, come up, grab prayer, talk to them. Also, next week, we're going to bring in a panel of a couple different people, um, who, and we're just going to make next week where you guys can ask any questions you have about marriage, about sexuality, about whatever it is. We're calling it Real Talk, and we're bringing in some couples that we know are just pretty open book about, like, Ask us whatever you want, right? And so we're going to make it a time where you guys can write in questions and send it up. And these couples will just be there to ask you anything about the dating process, process, relationships, and everything else, okay? So we're excited. Come next week, and uh, we would love love to see you guys then. All right, but we love you. If you need prayer, come talk to us. Feel free to hang out for a while, and uh, we'll see you guys next week at Crux, okay? All right, have a good one, guys. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.